Hey, everyone. Welcome to Locked on Lakers for Monday. Brian Kamenetsky and Andy Kamenetsky. Andy, we are officially in LeBron Watch Week. Will the extension that the Lakers will inevitably offer LeBron James get signed on August 4th when he's allowed to do it? That's next on Locked on Lakers. You are Locked on Lakers. Your daily Los Angeles Lakers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks to everybody for making Locked On Lakers your first listen of every day, Monday through Friday, no matter how you get your podcasts, Andy, where you get your podcasts, always free, never behind a paywall. Uh, do want to let you know, we we uh, we mentioned this at the end of last week, Andy and I, Saturday, uh, August 27th, if you are in LA, 11 Pacific at the Dewar Store in Los Angeles, 170 South La Brea in LA, we'll be there doing a live recording of Locked on Lakers. Uh, full mailbag episode, taking your questions, um, responding to all the big stuff there. Lots of giveaways heading up to that. Um, we'll, we'll give you some more details on how that's going to work. But walk into the store. If you're in the store and you've got questions, you can be part of the broadcast. Again, 11 a.m. Saturday, August 27th at the Dewar store on, at 170 South La Brea. So yep. uh, hope partners of the Locked On there. Partners of the Locked On Lakers podcast, as always, shopdewer.com, Locked On 15, your 15% off code. Making the most comfortable pants in the world, these people do. Um, so a, a very interesting story written by uh, Eric Pincus at, um, at Bleacher Report for uh, about Russell Westbrook that touches on some of the stuff we were getting into last week, Andy, about how difficult it is to navigate the choices that the Lakers have in front of them around Westbrook. Um, so we're going to get to that before the end of the show. But as I mentioned in the open, we're back to LeBron. Uh, you know, there's been so much trade talk. There's been, uh, you know, a lot of conversation about what, what exactly this team is going to look like and whatever. But uh, a big thing regarding the Lakers' future can get going this week on August 4th, which I believe is Thursday. The Lakers are able to offer LeBron James a two-year extension to his contract. He is allowed to take it. Um, and this is something that people are going to be paying real close attention to. Yeah, first of all, I also want to make sure that this is clear to listeners because the conversation about this with LeBron, and this has been talked about ad nauseum the entire offseason, August 4th is when this begins. It is not a deadline because mm -hmm. I think a lot of people have seen there, – there's an urgency that we'll get into that comes with this in terms of clarity for the Lakers. But it's not like if he doesn't sign this on August 4th, there's automatically – a reason to be worried or he's not able to do it at all. This is something that he can do over the course of the entire season. It may just be like a random day in January where he decides to do this thing. So we'll see. But just wanted to make sure that's clear. Uh, basically, the options in front of LeBron are he can sign this extension, uh, you know, anytime between August 4th and when the season ends. He could play out the, – the extension could either be one year at a little under $47 million, a one-plus-one extension the second year being a player option. That would be $97 million. Or he can just play out the season without signing anything and become a free agent in the summer of 2023. So what's, what's fascinating about this is like – you, you talk about the Lakers and their long-term planning. 
obviously that is tied, I think, in a great way to where LeBron plays, how long they think he's going to be here and all that. Um, if he waits and he doesn't sign it, even if he plays it out, there's obviously a, a larger chance he could leave, but it doesn't necessarily mean that either. Um, and so trying to figure out what what's going what's gonna to happen, how the Lakers should proceed going forward is, is a little bit tricky. One thing that I think, for me at least, the starting place, and Mark Stein uh, in his most recent newsletter, his most recent Substack newsletter, which is a great, great subscription if, uh, if you are not doing so, um, he reports, other people report, LeBron, independent of the Lakers, loves L.A. His family loves L.A. And so when you when you think about what LeBron might do and his and his planning and all that, we spend so much time talking about what direction is Rob Polinka taking this team? Can they contend this year? Do they need Kyrie Irving to contend this year? Would Miles Turner and Buddy Heald be enough? And that I'm sure is important to LeBron, how good this team can be. But I think as a starting place for me, it is really important to give heavy, heavy weight to how much his family wants to be in L.A., how much his family likes L.A., why they came here in the first place, which was to win, sure, but it was also very lifestyle-based and very much based around uh, being in a place where that, that could be home base going forward kind of forever for, for what it seems like for this family. Um, I, I just I think sometimes that gets lost. You mentioned, you know, the deadline. See, it sounds like a deadline on August 4th. It's actually the beginning. I think this aspect of it gets lost as well. Well, I mean, yes and no. I mean, yes, it I guess it gets lost in the sense that when LeBron first signed with the Lakers, the there was a very widespread narrative that LeBron was doing this more about Los Angeles and his post NBA career mm -hmm. and you know all his the the foundation he's already built in the entertainment industry and you know all the different all the different off-court things that are offered to LeBron offered to his family than the actual Lakers themselves or the actual basketball itself and you know that that got put to the side to some degree because they won a championship during his second year here but you know his time with the Lakers has frankly not been successful enough that I, I think people would automatically assume that it's basketball first. So in so no, in that I, sense, sure. I, okay, I'm sorry. Go I ahead. was going to say just in that sense, I don't think it's been lost. But where I guess I do think maybe people don't think about it enough in all of this is because LeBron over the course of his career has always used his looming exit threat as a leverage play. Mm -hmm. And there have been reports over his time with the Lakers that team clutch and team Lakers front office have not always been on the same page or there's been tension between them. You know, there's, in terms of that looming exit potential, if nothing else, you know, if you want to keep with uh, the storybooks and the patterns... Cleveland could have the opportunity to offer him a very clean entrance mm -hmm. without having to give up 
anybody as a free agent really, were, he to, right. were he to become a free agent. Right. So, so I think that it's not so much that it's been completely overlooked as just LeBron's history and specific contexts. Yeah, no, I complicates get it. it. What I think, what, but kind of what I was getting at there is kind of what you touched on. It was such a big point that people were making, you know, really as a criticism of LeBron that he's not here for basketball, basketball secondary, doesn't care about the basketball and all that. He wants to be here because of the lifestyle. He wants to be here because of all the other stuff and whatever. Um, and that was such a huge talking point, I think a little overblown. I think you can walk and chew gum at the same time if you're LeBron. Um, and obviously, like you said, they won a title. That, But uh, that why people would think that suddenly wasn't important anymore, you know? Um, like why that, you know, and and I think, the, you know, the, the pendulum to some degree has swung a little too far when people talk about this towards ignoring all of that stuff. I'm not talking about everybody. These are, all, you know, to some degree generalizations, but ignoring that stuff that everybody thought was such a massive deal when he came here. I just think sometimes people, you know, have, have lost that aspect of it that I think I mean, is a maybe. critical starting point when you when you evaluate LeBron, but you you said something well, that I think is really really really, really okay, quick. Go ahead. Uh, just to, to counter your counter, I think part of the reason why it doesn't necessarily carry as much weight to people is mm -hmm. because in theory, if LeBron was going to leave, he's only playing a couple more seasons anyway. Right. Like he is he is far. So far he he, he could come back. He keep base here and come back. Exactly. I mean, right. th this is not if LeBron leaves, I think in all likelihood, he is not uprooting his family again. Mm -hmm. Like they're just going to be waiting out a couple more seasons or, you know, Bronny's arrival into the NBA, whichever comes first. And if LeBron is serious about playing at least one season with Bronny, then the likelihood is He's going to have to be somewhere other than LA anyway for just playing the odds. Sure. Like the no, the right. odds of him, the odds of Brawny ending up on the two LA teams versus the 28 others, you're going to bet on the 28 others just out of pure odds. And so, so, in that sense, I don't think it's being completely overlooked. Right. I think and, the context Stein, has changed Stein, a lot since 2018. Stein reports that still the only thing that seems to get him to want to, that he would want to, to leave over is. Where's Bronny in 2024 sure. in theory? That's when he's first draft eligible. That is not necessarily when Bronny gets into the league. That is, you know, something else to consider. LeBron's um, looking at his own age going, TikTok kid. You know, I mean, and if, <laughs> and look, somebody, so, and if somebody, if it means you might get LeBron James, somebody will draft Bronny when the minute he's draft eligible. Um, it's just, I, I don't think you mentioned uprooting his family. I don't think he wants to do it. And so I think that plays a really big role in getting him to stay uprooting your family not uprooting your family for two years means you're gone from your family in some way for two years uh, but you said you said something I thought was really interesting you talked about his history um, and LeBron's history of leveraging where he's going to go next you know a series of one-year contracts and all that other stuff that's another part of this story that I think is is worth discussing and I want to ask you next about leverage how much does LeBron have in terms of uh, forcing destinations, trades, whatever it might be, if he isn't happy in L.A. So that's next. Locked on Lakers brought to you by Dewar, D-U-E-R. These are the makers of some of the most incredibly comfortable clothes 
that you will ever wear, and they are also incredibly versatile. It's performance clothing made incredibly simple. Uh, they adapt to what you're doing. If you're going out, you know, you got work, you've got play, you're going out with your friends, you're running around with your kids, whatever it is, this is clothing that adapts to you. And what I really like about Doer too, these are staple items. You can wear them anywhere. You will wear them all the time, and you can wear them with uh, anything that you want to. So, uh, you know, versatile clothing, lifestyle clothing that adapts to your lifestyle. Um, if you use our code, whether you go into the store, 170 South La Brea in Los Angeles, that's in uh, sort of the mid-Wilshire area, you use our code there, you go to shopdoer.com, Locked on 15 is the code. You get 15% off everything that you purchase there. I totally encourage you to go into the store, feel the stuff, touch it, try it on. You'll understand really what I'm getting at here. Um, also, too, reminder, on August 27th, 11 a.m., we will be doing a show from that Dewar store, 170 South La Brea, mailbag episode. If you're there, you sit down, you ask us some questions. Again, locked on 15 is the code to use at Dewar. Uh, shopdoer.com or 170 South La Brea Avenue in LA uh, and hope to see you on the 27th. Okay, Locked on Lakers also brought to you by Built Bar. If you haven't tried the Built Bar Puffs yet, you are depriving yourself of one of life's great joys. And now there's a new puff flavor. It's delicious. It's indulgent. It's cookie dough covered in chocolate. That's right, cookie dough. I had one for breakfast basically on the way out the door this morning getting the kids ready uh, to go to their soccer games. Um, and this is the ch cookie dough chunk puff. It's light, it's chewy, it's got the big chunks of cookie dough in there, and it's covered in 100% real chocolate, as all Built Bars are. Uh, so if you go to Built.com, you snag a box for yourself, you snag a box for the family, or you just keep them all for yourself, it doesn't matter. Whatever you think is best. I'm not here to judge, but either way, 160 calories per bar with 15 grams of protein in each one. You're going to love the new cookie dough chunk puff, whether you need a snack for your workout, a late night treat or just a quick bite it's the perfect protein bar and they taste better than a candy bar so ditch the calories the fat and the sugar grab yourself a built bar and use the promo code lock 15 to get 15 percent off your order again that promo code is locked 15 at built.com okay so you know 30 year old lebron andy can dictate what he wants where he wants who he wants all that kind of stuff and teams will bend over backwards to comply um 38 year old lebron has less of that. Um, I'm sure there are many, many, many teams that would sign him as a free agent if given the option. I don't know if as many would how they, you know, how many would open up cap space. How many of those places, how many places would give up a bunch of assets at the prospect of being able to sign LeBron for a year or maybe two um, if that's all they get. Um, and he can't sign for people understand he can't sign long-term deals anymore because of the the rules around older players in the CBA. What do you think LeBron's leverage is now around the league in terms of being able to dictate stuff like that to where he can kind of hold the league in the palm of his hand like he used to? I think you answered your own question in the setup. It he still has it on some tangible level because he's LeBron and he is while looking more mortal. You know, his time with the Lakers, three out of the four seasons have included injuries. You know, he is not able to be a two-way force over the course of, you know, 38 minutes the way he used to be over the course of an entire season. Uh -huh. But he's still LeBron. He's still really good. And if nothing else, you are going to sell tickets by virtue of him being there. And depending the supporting cast that you have around him, you might be in a position where you can have LeBron – 
just controlling the action. I don't want to say in cruise control, but you know, really being able to orchestrate from a place of comfort and have other guys do some of the heavy lifting that he's just not physically capable of on both ends, particularly defensively, on a regular basis. Right. So, you know, you really like you say cruise through the regular season, crank it up in the playoffs. But I don't think teams are going to move heaven and earth to bring him in no questions asked the way they used to because the, the return on that investment doesn't seem as sure as it used to be. Like, if nothing else, we've seen LeBron plus whoever does not automatically get you into the finals the right. way that it used to. You know, then there's the the micro question of this, Brian, which is how much heaven and earth are the Lakers willing? Well, to- that's that's where I was going to go next. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's it's an interesting thing to think about. Like, I I am fully of the opinion the Lakers should offer him an extension. Um, he is he is still an excellent, excellent elite level player. Um, when he's healthy. Um. That's a big question, but that's a question you'd go around the league. It's a question of a lot of stars in this league is is health. And so unless the Lakers want to try to trade him, which as we've discussed throughout the offseason, trade scenarios of LeBron, trade scenarios of Anthony Davis, the prospect of trading LeBron is much more difficult than I think people give it credit for. It's not that nobody would want him. But all that other stuff that you're talking about with LeBron in terms of opening up, like that all applies to a trade. You got to give stuff up. And like, where's does he want to go to a place that gives up a bunch? Like, think about how hard it was to trade Kobe back in the day when he wanted to do that. Um, Unless you're going to blow it up completely, trade LeBron, trade AD, try to recover picks, try to do whatever and go into a full rebuild. You're not going to find better players. You're not going to get access to better players than LeBron. So, my starting point is, yes, they should offer him a two-year extension and try to get him to sign it. I know you've been a little bit more lukewarm or hesitant or that regarding this I don't idea. think where, where are you now relative to where you were at the beginning of the offseason? Same place as I was before. I, I'm not necessarily against doing it. I just don't think it's the no-brainer that a lot of people would automatically assume because it's LeBron. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the Lakers are going to do it, and I totally understand why they would do it. I think you can question whether or not, you know, not even that long-term future for the Lakers if this is actually the smartest play. Like, you know, in terms – but a lot of that is determined, honestly, by how much are you willing to do in the process to keep LeBron engaged, to sort of prove yourself to LeBron – And also, how much is LeBron holding your feet to the fire? And one of the things that actually seems really good so far from Stein's reporting and other people talking about this, Brian Windhorst a lot on ESPN, is LeBron seemingly happy in L.A., if nothing else, but also broadly happy with the Lakers, Mm -hmm. means that he so far seems to be forcing his hand less than he had. And that's really important because it means that the Lakers might be in less of a position to do something that is a really short-sighted move out of fear of making LeBron happy. Right, because there's a difference between doing something because you're worried about LeBron being upset and doing something because he's like, you know what, we're 85% all in here. Let's push all the chips. Those are two different things. Okay, I don't want to see them 
make their 2010 Shaq and Cleveland move or, you know, 2009, whichever, whichever year it was where the Cavaliers acquired a well past his prime Shaq and, you know, in an effort to make LeBron happy. And, you know, they, they brought in other guys like Antoine Jameson past his prime. Like they made all sorts of moves and, you know, Miami made a few moves like that. Although we saw famously, they did not bring, bring back Mike Miller, which upset LeBron reportedly very much. And what I also think is interesting about this, Brian, is as much as the Lakers have made a lot of moves and a lot of concessions to make LeBron happy and, quite frankly, seemingly clutch at large, happy. Um, yes. You know, the the mid-level exception for the Lakers might as well just be named the mid-level clutch client. <laughs> I mean, like at, at this point, that's what it is. And, you know, Talon Horton Tucker's we spent, contract. We spent Friday's episode talking about that but but we've also seen though evidence of them putting down their foot when it feels like they need to for example last trade deadline the lakers did not make one of these reported moves out there pretty much all with houston where they would have could have gotten john wall or christian wood or eric gordon but would have had to surrender both of us thought too much too much to actually not really affect certainly for Wall. I was a little more open to the idea of Wood, but if Wall, you know, if Wood was included, I would have been a little more amenable to it. But I certainly wasn't giving up a first round pick to get John Wall. Right. And the the other thing though that I find very interesting about this is it seems like because a lot of the pressure that the front office is going to feel isn't just theoretically from LeBron; it's mm-hmm. fan pressure. And what I have found that I think is really interesting, whether uh, on Twitter, you know, at Cam Brothers, people hitting us up, uh, the YouTube section comments for Locked on Lakers when we host 710 ESPN, that sort of stuff, is there's a lot of pressure from fans to get Russell Westbrook the hell off this roster, you know, and in certain respects, whatever the hell it takes. But it's not because of LeBron or because they owe it to LeBron. Or because they're worried about no, it's because they LeBron. hate, hate, hate Russell Westbrook. Right, and in <laughs> I a mean, lot of ways with a deep passion. Yes. By the way, the, the the anniversary of that trade happened apparently on Friday. We missed it, but like this is just I sent you a card year. though. <laughs> what is the one year? What do you is it that the paper anniversary? <laughs> Forget, but like it's mold. <laughs> can you imagine? Like, oh my God, what a year it has been. Right. Um. And look, a lot of Laker fans blame LeBron for Russ being on this roster to begin with. And Correct. to be clear, they shouldn't only blame LeBron, but LeBron played a role in it. And I think that lack of fan backing, we saw evidence of when LeBron and Rich Paul had to walk back some of these reports of them, you know, really, really harping on the front office to bring in John Wall, like Rich Paul actually publicly refuted that to Stephen A. And that to me felt like them recognizing this is not, you know, focus group testing well for LeBron. Yeah. I, and that's I, something I, that helps the Lakers. I'm glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that because you, I want to get to one more. We'll do it after the break. I want to, I want to get to one more thing about this before, and then we'll turn to, to Pincus on Westbrook. Um, Cause I, I just, I, I found that story and we'll tweet it out at Cam Brothers to be really, really uh, eye opening. Um, and so we'll, we'll get to all of that stuff next. So, um, you, you talked about LeBron and that, you know, that recognition with Rich Paul and, and the optics there and all that stuff. We've spent a lot of time 
with Andy, the, the self-awareness of Russell Westbrook, i.e. the complete and total lack of self-awareness. One of the things, and this is part of the reason I, I opened the show with this being uh, you know, something I think people need to recognize, th- that happiness in L.A., I think is is tied to sort of and 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 like are you putting your foot down? Are you holding the team's feet to the fire? I think they're all kind of related a little bit. I think LeBron recognizes I don't have quite the same juice as I did ten years ago, eight years ago, whatever. I don't want to be putting myself out there in a in a way where it's not like Kevin Durant, where Kevin Durant ask for a trade teams are out there going sure and you know brooklyn can't, brooklyn doesn't want to do it but where you know lebron puts himself out and the market isn't quite as robust you know the lakers can't quite get a return that makes it it I, that's not a good look and i don't think he wants to do that i don't think he wants to be that guy he doesn't need another title to make his legacy he's a made guy um, and if he really is prioritizing showing up somewhere and playing with Bronny, whenever that is, he must recognize that that lowers his ability to leverage both the Lakers and especially to leverage the Lakers by leveraging other teams because, you know, they 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 would love this uh, one-year, two-year commitment, whatever it is. You're not going to get that if he's like following his kid around, which is fine. I, I would try to do the same thing if my if I could play in the NBA with my child, that would be amazing. But I think he's self-aware enough to understand how all of these dynamics play together. And if you're happy somewhere, you like the city, you're not wildly dissatisfied with management, why F around with it? Just, you know, stay where you are. Um, Do you think ultimately this gets done quickly or slowly? Because I do think ultimately it gets done, probably my guess is with a one-and-one. It, you know what? I mean, assuming LeBron plans to extend at some point, I guess it really just matters like how much does he want to be answering questions about this? Mm-hmm. Because it's it's going to come up over the course of the season. So if he feels like I just want to put this talking point to bed and not, you know, not have the Lakers deal with it or just I don't want to deal with it, then he does this relatively quickly. If either he wants to, you know, keep the Lakers front office honest in the process as long as he feels like there's an opportunity for a Kyrie or an opportunity to move Westbrook. I mean, to some degree, it might actually be dependent on A, have the Lakers move Westbrook. B, does the landscape seem like they can even move Westbrook? Because if if he's waiting on that at all, and even he can say like, look, there just really isn't anywhere to send him right now. And, and he feels like the Lakers have tried, they just can't, then he might feel like there's no point to, to mm-hmm. just keeping this lingering. And again, inconveniencing myself having to answer these questions. Yeah, if you but, think ultimately you're not going anywhere. But right, I was going to say, because in reality, it doesn't. it's not like LeBron entering free agency even with the express plan of re-signing. Like the timing of this doesn't really matter one way or other or the other for the Lakers in terms of available cap space because LeBron's cap hold is so big. One way or the other, they're going to be limited. Um, so I, I think in a lot of ways, it's just is Le- how quickly does LeBron think he's going to get sick of this, right. or just how much leverage 
does he care about and how much does he think he's losing? And I, 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 I agree, tend to agree with that. And then I, I think ultimately it gets done relative, relatively, you know, I don't think it'll happen this week, but I think it'll happen relatively soon. I don't think we're going to be in March. You know, I don't think, I don't think it's going to go to the end of the season. Any shot real quick, and we'll get to this Westbrook stuff before we're done. Any shot that he, he signs for less gives the Lakers a little break, you know, 30 million, two years, 30 million well, each year, something like that, which depends on the Lakers. Pretty, it would, the reason I ask is because with, with AD and LeBron, just those two on the books, the, the Lakers ability to sign a max free agent next year is limited. Yeah. Um, and so he, LeBron's Avenue to large free agent additions is in some ways, if I'm understanding this correctly, um, he can, every dollar he gives up is a dollar that can yes. go towards that. Yeah. Um, any shot he does it, you think? Never say never. I mean, he's certainly James made, Harden just did. Well, yeah, and, and Philly's getting investigated. So I guess they have to be careful with with how much they do this. Um, you know, <laughs> wink, wink. <laughs> I, I wouldn't say I think it's impossible were I to bet on it. I don't think it's going to happen. Um, he has said before that he's not doing that. Um, and I think he also feels a responsibility to not put other players in that at position. his level, yeah. like in a position of feeling like they have to do that. You know, James Harden also, you know, he may have done Philly a solid, but he's also coming off a fairly I, I, by Harden standards. It's, it's, it, I will, standard. I will go so far as to call it fruit to fruit comparison. It is not apples to apple. Right. Um, but if I, just, I, I, just, to, I was just curious of your thought. Just because, if I were to bet on it, I'm betting no. I'm betting no. But um, it wouldn't shock me if he Right. Did. The only reason I ask is because I think there is this conception the Lakers are just going to have gobs and gobs of cap space next offseason. The only way that happens is true. if LeBron's walking. Right. If LeBron's walking, they Or will. they sort of renounce him or, uh, I, I, you know, whatever. But, like, no is the short answer to that question. I Basically, um, my understanding is unless LeBron is walking, um, they're not going to have gobs and gobs of cap space. Last thing, I'll save Westbrook. You're going on vacation, but I'll, yes! I'll, talk, I'll talk Russ with uh, with with some of our guests that we've gotten up. Actually, got Brian, up this week. I am on vacation. We recorded this ahead of time. Oh, that's true. <laughs> I'm actually on I'm like, vacation. wait, what? How? I, I was confused. But yes, you are already. This is like you from the future or something mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. Um. So future Andy, thank you for joining us. <laughs> this is our looper version of the podcast. <laughs> So we we haven't talked about this. We'll get to the. I'll talk. I'll talk about the rust stuff with uh, with our guests over the course of the week. Um, Dwight Howard uh, made a bunch of former Laker Dwight Howard, former twice former Laker Dwight Howard, no thrice, thrice. former thrice, <laughs> thrice former Laker Dwight Howard <laughs> ha, uh, made some noise this weekend by show, essentially. <laughs> and I don't up. think Brian, looking towards the future, where I'm I'm reaching. There's not going to be a thrice. <laughs> no, no, there's not going to be a quadrice. <laughs> I think I think I think it's thrice. Is thrice, it? thrice, feice. <laughs> I don't know. Look that up. Yeah. What What is the yeah, anyway? While you're doing that. Um, and so he, uh, he, he made some noise by, he's always been a big wrestling fan and he showed up at a, one of them big WWE events and was shaking hands with executives, shaking hands with, with, uh, other wrestlers and, and all that with the typical Dwight Howard enthusiasm, childlike enthusiasm for such things. And it got people thinking like, is this where Dwight Howard actually should be going 
because, you know, he's kind of reached the end of the road as an NBA player, certainly at least a, 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 rot- a high rotation player in the league. Um, any, would you would you recommend if you were his agent the the wrestling path for Dwight going forward? Well, first, Brian, before answering that question, just want to clarify. According this is after a Google search, according to the Oxford Dictionary, nothing comes after thrice. However, <laughs> several terms have popped up claiming to be the continuation of the sequence. Some of those include quince, thrice, four ice, quarse, and quadrice. All of uh, which have claimed which are uh, way worse, and they should. They are correct to stop after thrice. But thank you for looking that up. Yeah, I, I, well, I mean, people might be wondering, and I, we we strive for accuracy on this show for everything other than our opinions. <laughs> <laughs> strive. We, have a, we are willing, if it's convenient, to at least give it a shot. Yeah, we, we like to at least attempt. I, I don't want to put strive out there because I feel like that sets the bar too high, oh, and people oh, will hold us responsible for that. Lazily attempt. Um, the way I look at it is honestly, if if Dwight if Dwight just wants to be in the NBA because he wants to be in the NBA, and we've seen guys who've stayed in the league a long time just because you know basketball has been their identity a long time, lifestyle ain't bad, all that sort of stuff. You know, Gordon he's going to be he's stuck around an extra like two years just purely on lifestyle. It's like once you're out of the yeah. league. Nobody treats you the same. It's not as much fun. Like it's a brilliant lifestyle that you hang on to, basically at all costs. Hell, man, just the the per diem alone adds up. In but he's like, even Corey McGetty's got plenty of money. He's just like it's just sure. it's a it is it is fun. You're with the the guys, and it's like you just yeah. you want to hold on to that. As so, I get it if he just wants to hang on. Right, but um, he's going to be a bit player. Wherever he is. I mean, we we saw last year with the Lakers, for every one good game Dwight had, the next four, particularly if they were close to each other, would be bad. He's just not physically capable of doing this. So, you know, unless he lands on a team with a lot of injuries or just a god-awful big man rotation, like he's not going to play much. If if at all, wherever he goes, <laughs> he's checking. He's checking who else the Nuggets signed except for DeAndre Jordan. Like what else <laughs> do they have there? I, I mean, could, I could I could sneak into that one. I mean, his his options for real playing time, I think, are going to be limited. You know, that may not matter to him. Again, lifestyle. He might just want another ring, whatever. But otherwise, if he is serious about this at all, I would look to make the transition while you're younger, while your body is more, you know, relatively fresh. You know, I I think. The back issues and some of the injuries Dwight's had, they can be negotiated because this stuff is all choreographed. And it is. Dwight I do just... think. I do think physically it would be hard. The, here's my question. Oh, it is taxing. I'm. Yeah, I'm I, just I think it would be hard for can... him to do that stuff physically. Right, but I think you can work around it by saying these are the moves I can do. These are the moves I can't do. We're going to script this towards what I can do. No, I understand. But like, do you think his personality? I mean, for, let's just assume that he, athletically he can handle it, physically he can handle it. Do you think his personality would work Absolutely. or not? Because I think there are certain times when like, it, it seems like he could be perfect because he, he could just completely play act. But then other times, like I wonder if his sort of general, like he's been a guy who's had kind of self-awareness issues or not like when people don't like him. Like a Dwight Howard heel turn in the WWE would be I... so much fun. I think he would lean into it, but I've seen people comment the other way. I think he would 100% lean into it. I I think if Dwight, 
we we've talked before that you know because we covered we've covered Dwight for every incarnation of his time with all the thrice <laughs> all thrice <laughs> and as we said no quince coming um, Dwight for a long time I think as much as he loves to joke around had very little uh, sense of humor about himself but I do think that has dissipated at least to some degree over time. And I think if Dwight felt like everybody's in on the joke, and by now everybody knows this is all staged. Like I mean, when we were growing up, when a guy would do a heel turn, it was like, oh my God, because we we thought it was real. I cannot believe he turned his back on America like that. Right, exactly. Like now people get into it because they find the theater fun, but they're not going to actually judge Dwight Howard over this. Yeah, they might, and, but... No, but I mean, like, <laughs> not over I'm his, I'm I'm not over his heel turn. <laughs> they might judge him for going into wrestling, but they're not going to judge him because you know he he uh, just went. You down might, I think you might be path. slightly overestimating people, but I, I get what you're getting at. Um, I, I think actually one space where he where he actually would be kind of uh, really could be really entertaining is as a manager. Do they still do that? I don't know, but they should. I loved managers were the best back in the day. Oh, Cap- Captain Dwight Albano, Captain Dwight Albano. You know, uh, you know, there was uh, Bob- Dwight the Brain Howard. You could, he could make be the new that. He could be like Jimmy Hart. He could be the new mouth of the South. He's actually from the South. By the way, anybody want to know when Andy and I grew up watching wrestling? <laughs> yeah. I think we just told you. But anyway, good luck to Dwight. I would like to see him. Tw- tw- I would like to see. I, I was like, good luck to Dwight. I would like to see him try that. I would like to see him try that. Um, Rather than just you know thinking around the league for another year or two, um, I would say enjoy your vacation, Andy. But you're already there. I am. I hope you are enjoying it. Um, I hope so. We'll too. be back Tuesday and Wednesday. Got some good guests lined up for people. We'll probably uh, try to line up one more before the end of the week. Reminder again: August twenty seventh, eleven a.m. one seventy South La Brea. That's the Doer Shop. Um, you come. You uh, you see us. You ask some questions. We'll be doing a recording there of this show, a special bonus episode, mailbag episode. Uh, look for some giveaways. Look for stuff that we'll be doing in the lead up to that. Shop do uh, uh, you know shopdoer.com is the website. Locked on fifteen is our code. When you go there, we'll see everybody on Tuesday.